You're listening to The Real Score Podcast, hosted by Andrew Pillick. Hello and welcome to the first ever Real Score Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Pillick. We got a great episode for you today. Uh, this is my first podcast. Um, this is going to be a podcast that I'm going to be doing either weekly or every two weeks. It still d- depends on how I feel and how much success it gets. So to start off, I'd just like to say thank you if you are listening. And hopefully I can attract more viewers to this podcast because it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've done other podcasts and I still am in another podcast and I'm going to be trying to pursue my dream of being a journalist and broadcaster one day so this is just another activity and something I like to do and it's gonna help me go towards my dreams and hopefully you guys will enjoy this podcast and hopefully we'll get some more success I know I'm gonna have a lot of fun doing this and I love talking about sports it's really all you gotta know about me Um, I love talking about sports I'm from around the Toronto area. I don't want to give out my exact city, but I am from around the Toronto area, so I am a fan of the Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Raptors. Those are my main teams right there. And you'll probably hear me talking about them quite a lot on this podcast because there is lots to talk about when it comes to these controversial teams. So, like I said, right, I just said it, you're going to hear a lot about these teams and Here's something already that I'm going to get right into. We're not going to waste any time with this first episode of the podcast. And let's get right into it. So the first topic that I'd like to bring up today is about Tim Laiwiki. Now, Tim Laiwiki made his first appearance in MLSC in April of 2013. And has officially gave, I believe it's his 10-month notice. And he will be here until June 30th, 2015. Um, or until a new successor is uh, appointed. That's that's what I've heard, and uh, sources has, have confirmed that. So for me, reading this, um, it was a shock at first because Tim Laiwiki was a big reason, I believe, why people are starting to believe in teams like the Raptors and the Toronto Maple Leafs again. And Laiwiki has a Stanley Cup under his belt. He was a major part of the LA Kings. He's done great things, and when they brought him into here, it was it was a big it was a big deal. And it, you know what? It still is. Uh, but unfortunately for me, I'm one of those people that I'm looking at the bad side as well. I'm looking at what I feel has happened. So first, I'm going to give you a bit of background information here. So he has said that his desire is to be an entrepreneur, and that's what led to his leave of absence now from well I, I shouldn't say that but f- he put in his 10 month not his leave of absence to Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment MLSE uh, he was recently on Sportsnet 590 the fan and TSN um, 1050 and he said I have a dream which is at some point or another I need to do my own company so I can get up every morning scared to death that I'm going to f- that I'm going to fail and that it's my money, my equity, and it's all my responsibility. Lewicki also said, and if I don't do that before I retire and call it a day, I'll never regret making that decision. 
So, um, for me, he, well, he also said, I took a time out from that dream to come here to help create the right atmosphere and culture for our dream here at Maple Leaf Sports. So, for me, it's this. From 2013 till now, 2014, there is nothing big that you can really accomplish in that time. Yes, I know he, he's been pretty instrumental to bringing in some some pretty good pieces to Toronto and he's been a a shining star in MLSE and bringing people over here because that is hard to do but for me it's this it's you can't really do much in that like if you're gonna if you knew this was gonna happen then why why would you just okay I'm gonna come here and then I'm gonna stay till 2015 or so if you really wanted to make a difference, you'd stay dedicated. For me, it's like I'm a person that if I if I was to do something, I would have to stay dedicated and I would have to do what I need to do to get straight to the top. And especially if it's this big, obviously, it, I have never had to deal with something this big and probably never will. But if you're dealing with something like this, it's a bit different. You you really need in for Lawicki for me it's you you need you need to be able to stay here and and be the person that's going to help towards the common goal that everybody here in MLSE wants and that's to get championships to Toronto and obviously he feels like he can't do that anymore and that's my opinion i feel like this is him saying look I don't think this is possible here, but he's not going to say that, obviously, because if he said that, they, they wouldn't let him do anything at this point. But for me, that's got to be part of his decision to leave. And that that's unfortunate because I think Tim Laiwiki is, is a genius, but it's I don't see how I don't see any dedication now. He he says there's still work to do and that teams like Toronto Maple Leafs and the Raptors well, especially the Leafs, he's he said on multiple occasions that the team has no identity, which I completely 100% agree with, and that there's work to do. Well, then do some work, man. Let's see something. If 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 you're telling me that he's gonna do something substantial from now until next uh, June in 2015, I, I'm gonna say no right now because he already knows that he's gone, and he's part of the probably part of the search for the new successor and the new person who's gonna take over his spot i feel like he's saying there's work to do and acting like there's stuff to do but it's easy to say that in toronto it's been happening for years oh the leafs and how many times have you heard the leafs the raptors and the jays go oh we're you know we're gonna rebuild and you know some there's work to do what's been done what's been done to do that name name five things for me if, if you can comment on these things or tweet me whatever Name five big things that's ever come out of that. If you can do that, all the power to you. I, I stand corrected if if you can do that. It's when when oh, you know, there's work to do. Nothing has come out of that. And for me to hear that coming out of Tim Lywicki's mouth, it just instantly was like, Alright, well, I guess nothing's gonna happen then. I guess we're just back to phase one. Back to having no guy. Back to having the same old MLSE. And it, it's unfortunate for the fans, for the rest of the staff, that they have we have to deal with this day in and day out. 
we can't change this team. It's up to these people to do it. Tim Laiwiki was a huge part of MLSE. And I, I really seen the light. And I really was, like, especially with the Raptors. I feel like the Raptors, now they've, they've got their own thing. He might have done some things with the Raptors, but there's still work to do there. But there's so much more work to do in MLSE as a whole, but especially the Leafs. I, I don't know what to say because I feel like I feel like he really needs to do something before he leaves, but it's not going to happen. It's it's craziness. I, I'm still stunned about this, and I, I feel like this is him saying, look, yeah, he had a dream before, and I'm, and I'm not doubting that, but this is an easy way out. This is an easy way out for Tim Laiwiki that he can get out of here because he realized how much of a problem that this is for him. And unfortunately, it it looks like I've heard reports as well because, of course, the FC is linked to MLSE that they're, the Toronto FC have been getting trade offers for Jermaine Defoe, basically the biggest star on the FC that we just acquired this season. And knowing Toronto, we'll probably trade him, and whoever we get for him won't do half as good as he does. I, I guess I'm the I'm the guy bringing the bad news, but it's it's a track record with Toronto, and unfortunately, I feel like this is happening all over again. It's a it's a constant repeat, and we we need somebody who's going to stick and be loyal and get to know the system, and. Uh, help us win some championships. So that's my little rant on Tim Laiwiki. So hopefully you guys are still listening to the podcast. Thank you very much. This is the first Real Score podcast hosted by me, Andrew Pillick. And now we're going to get into the next topic. And it's a, it's a very touchy subject for me. And it's because I love baseball, so we're going to be talking about the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, for me... I'm going to be talking about the Jays quite a lot because the season is coming to an end and I feel like I need to speak about certain topics in certain in certain weeks and certain podcasts and whatnot. But the first thing that I'd really like to mention is the starting rotation. And that's it's the biggest it's the biggest uh, mistake that the Jays could have made this year is going with this type of rotation. And the Jays rotation just from day 1 was absolute garbage. Garbage with a capital G. And what's funny is it's to be expected every year that this team has the most garbage starting rotation. You would think a team like maybe Houston or somebody would have a garbage rotation, but including injuries, ERA, home runs, walks, in my opinion, the Jays just crazy, have these crazy numbers that just don't make any sense to me because you have these guys that are overhyped all all offseason, and then when they step on the mound, it's garbage. These the injuries that they get every single season is just atrocious. They they started the season with having Dustin McGowan in your starting rotation. 
Like, look, I'm a fan of Dustin McGowan. And I'm I'm damn proud to know that he battled back and got himself into the rotation. But do I want him there? No. Did I? Sorry, did I want him there? No. And I I was fine with him being in the bullpen. What 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 makes me laugh is I believe I've said this before in a podcast. It's you see this guy come back and he's injured and he can barely throw one inning. Then as the season progresses, he's throwing two or three innings and you know, they're like, "Okay, this is where he needs to stay." Then you have him start and say he's getting gassed after 60 or 70 pitches. How do you call that a starting pitcher? A guy that gets gassed after 60 pitches. You want a guy to throw around 87 to 100 pitches a game. And this guy's going to go out and say that he's gassed. That makes no sense to me. If you've got a guy like that, first of all, I'd send him back to the minors and probably release him from my team. Like, God help me if, if, God help him, sorry, if I was the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. You're not gassed. You're in the major leagues. You need to be pitching. You're a starting pitcher, you pitch. It's absolutely atrocious. And Dustin McGowan isn't even the biggest thing. It's, it's Brandon Morrow. I've always said this. A healthy full season of Brandon Morrow with a good fastball, and a good curveball is a possible Cy Young winner. But Brandon Morrow does not know what healthy means. You turn around and he's on the disabled list. It's it's absolutely crazy. You, this guy is not reliable for six starts in a row. You, you cannot be like, oh, Brandon Morrow's pitching day. You know, we're going to get a pretty good ball game. Even if even if it's a loss, you're going, oh, good Lord, can I sell my tickets outside? Brandon Morrow's pitching today. Oh, good Lord, R.A. Dickey's pitching today. What are we going to see today? Are we going to see 12 home runs against, or are we going to see six shutout innings with 10 strikeouts? Good Lord, Drew Hutchinson's pitching. I don't know what he can do. You know, he he's either hot or cold. If he's bad, he's bad. If he's good, he's good. And then you've got a guy like Jay Happ, who all I can do is sit here and tip my cap to all season he's been battling. He's probably the most underrated pitcher in the AL East. And yes, maybe his record and his ERA aren't saying too much for him, but look at the team he's playing for, for God's sake. He's playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Marcus Stroman has been absolutely lights out, and I think he's great. I think he's one of the biggest pieces for this club going for into the future but for me even even sorry even Mark Burley I completely forgot about him and he's my favorite pitcher in the rotation that's just how frustrated I get it's he had a great start and ever since he's been not so good and all of a sudden they look and point the finger at him when he is not even close to being the problem when we don't have Burley winning games for the team and putting the team on his back, it's all of a sudden Mark Burley's problem. How about hitting the ball? How about actually getting a team that's going to go out there and win some ball games? 
How about getting Jose or or one of the guys in the, in the room or Jansen in the bullpen or somebody to go, hey, wake up. Like, we we got to start winning ball games. We've got a guy out there in the scorching heat standing out on the mound throwing 70 pitches, 80 pitches, 90, 100 pitches, throwing eight innings, and we've gotten zero runs on the board. And how was that Mark Burley's fault? Even if he throws six innings, gives up three runs, that's not bad. The Jays, the Jays won't support him. The Jays don't support anybody. If the Jays' bats are on, they're on. If they're not, God help them. It, it's a continuous loop. Every single season, the same thing happens. It, it's it's seriously, it's a continuous loop. The injuries. The inconsistent pitching. The pitch counts. The The topping up of pitches every once in a while. For some reason, everybody needs to top up some pitches at one point. We need a great starting rotation. And for me, next season, this is how I see the rotation. Mark Burley. This is this is my dream rotation, I should say. Mark Burley should be the ace, no doubt. Marcus Stroman. Drew Hutchinson. Aaron Sanchez. Jay Happ. Done. Starting rotation. Dickey needs to find his way out the door. I don't care how it happens. You know, he's already probably checked into a retirement home. The knuckleball is over. The knuckleball is is not is not working anymore. There's he he came in here as a Cy Young winner and he should have left as a Cy Young winner, according to Jays fans. But come on, did did anybody not see this coming? People are all frustrated. Oh, I thought R. A. Dickey was this knuckleball sensation. He ain't Tim Wakefield. We, we Stop tighten your head. T- put your brain back in your head. Did you really think this guy was going to come in here and win two Cy Youngs? Win a championship for the team? This guy came in here for one thing. Alright? He came in here to win ball games and to collect the paycheck. Which, hey... All power to him. And when Dickey came in, you know, I can't say I wasn't excited. But did I? Did you really think he was going to become some sensation in Toronto? He played for the Mets, okay? He was probably the only good thing that came out of that place. It's a, it's a bit of a different animal in the AL East. You're facing a lot of better players. You're facing guys like Miguel Cabrera. You're facing guys like Prince Fielder until he got traded. You're facing guys like Adam Jones, like Chris Davis. Guys like Evan Longoria. It's a bit of a different animal here. You're playing against a lot of great teams. Unfortunately, we're not the best team in this division. And the starting rotation is a huge problem. Don't get me wrong, it's... Actually, no, they are the biggest problem. In the next, in my next podcast, uh, I will be talking more about the Jays. But that I just wanted to get the starting rotation stuff off the top of my head here because I've been thinking about it all day, and I just I really need to get it off my chest. 
But again, you've heard it here first. Next year, Blue Jays starting rotation. Mark Burley. Marcus Stroman. Drew Hutchinson. Aaron Sanchez. Jay Happ. That's it. That's that's the starting rotation. Uh, hopefully in my next podcast. Actually, not hopefully. I will be talking about in my next podcast. About... Actually... My next podcast might, may or may not be a Leafs season preview. So in the next two or three podcasts, you will be hearing more about the Jays because the season is slowly ticking down, and I'm sure the Jays have been keeping note of when the season is ticking down because they've lost all hope. But I'll be talking about the batting production, about players that I want gone, and my projected lineup for next season. And I've been successful in the past couple of years with my projected lineups, and I actually... Um, I wish I would have said this on a podcast and I still have the script. Maybe I can post a picture somewhere and I made a script for one of my podcasts that I did at the beginning of the year and I never got around to doing it. And I had put as my dark horse at the beginning of the year as my guy, my underdog, Jay Happ. And it seems like I was right, but nobody will know that. And now that I'm saying this now, people are probably like, oh yeah, right. But hey, I can't blame you. But uh, yeah. So, this will com- conclude my first podcast. I wanted to make it a just a quick podcast, uh, just to break into things. You know, I haven't made a podcast in quite a while, and I'm going to get back into the rhythm of things, getting some more interesting topics. I just wanted to get a couple cool topics out of the way. But uh, 90%, 95% that my next podcast will probably be a Leafs season preview. Uh, this probably will come after I attend Leaf Fan Fest. Maybe I'll find some more inside information in there. Um, hopefully, if you're listening to this, maybe you're going to be there. If, you know, you probably won't recognize me because I'm only talking with a voice. But if you somehow recognize me from Twitter or something like that, come up and say hi, whatever. Um, I, I'm probably going to recognize a couple of people that I really like to watch on YouTube, especially Steve Angle, if he's even going to be there. Um but yeah, thank you for listening to the first edition of the Real Score podcast. This this is really a dream for me. If please, I'd, if you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, it'd be a great thing for you to do. Uh, if if you actually, you know, I'm gonna be taking people in if they want to do some some Skype interviews with me and do just talk in sports with me. I'll, I'd be love to have some guests on here. I'm, I've already got a couple guests that I've got kind of locked in. They're going to be in the upcoming future, probably around the October, November range. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun doing this podcast. I got the wicked intro. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, this podcast is going to be a lot of fun and uh, hopefully you can stick around, subscribe, I'm not sure if this is going to be in iTunes yet. Uh, hopefully, I can get this up and running onto iTunes. i got to figure all that stuff out. But, uh, yeah, click that subscribe button or whatever you got to do to watch these podcasts and, or, sorry, to listen to these podcasts. So, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Real Score Podcast. I'm Andrew Pillock. Thank you very much.